This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, January 8th, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. So-called fast-track authority is meant to give the president a better bargaining position for trade agreements, but it's not clear that this authority actually brings the U.S. closer to truly free trade. Bill Watson is a trade policy analyst at the Cato Institute. He comments. Well, the president has the authority to negotiate treaties all he wants. Uh, He can negotiate the treaty and then uh, submit it to the Senate for two-thirds vote, uh, or he can submit it to both houses of Congress for for a majority vote from both houses of Congress. It's like passing a statute. Um, What Fast Track does is it guarantees that Congress won't delay their vote or make extra demands uh, after the president has put in all this work negotiating an agreement. So it makes it a little bit easier for the president to to get confidence from other countries that the agreement will be ratified, that that the terms will be agreed to. um, So it's it's a way to change the process uh, to put Congress's uh, input at an earlier phase that's less disruptive uh, for getting trade agreements through. Do we have any sense of what trade agreements would look like if Congress were involved later in the process as they would be without fast track as opposed to earlier in the process when the president actually has to make some calculations about what to include and what not to include? Well, we've actually uh, never really passed an agreement without fast track. There's, there's one uh, there's one counterexample, um, but it, it was a, a mostly a foreign policy issue with the U.S. Jordan FTA. Um, we don't have examples of trying to pass agreements without fast track and failing. Uh, so w- we have a lot of, uh, of evidence of how agreements are passed uh, when there is fast track, and it has worked. Um, but there's also been a lot of meddling. So it hasn't been a clean process. Uh, even when you have fast track, uh, and an agreement is negotiated under those procedures, uh, Congress is still able to uh, demand certain things at the end of the negotiations, to request a, a side letter on this issue or that issue. Uh, the negotiators have to go back and, and fix a few things. Uh, this happened uh, particularly with the Central American Free Trade Agreement. There was a lot of uh, maneuvering after the negotiations had been completed. And in 2007, we actually saw uh, Congress refuse to hold a vote on an agreement they didn't like. After the Democrats took control of Congress, uh, they decided just to ignore fast track for President Bush's agreements that he had negotiated in the year before. So is it your assessment then that we get fewer cruft, uh, fewer bits of gunk in, in trade agreements like imposing American-style intellectual property rules on other countries, uh, doing requiring specific types of uh, worker protections, things that are not necessarily related to trade. Uh, do we get? You suspect we get less of that if we don't give the president this negotiating power? Uh, certainly, any fast track bill will include requirements related to intellectual property, to labor and environment standards, uh, and they're not going to be good requirements. Uh, Congress is going to weigh in, and they're going to demand uh, stronger IP protection. Uh, limitless IP protection is what they demand. Uh, And they'll make, they'll want any concessions to be contingent upon other countries' labor and environment rules. Uh, These things will be deliberated 
uh, in advance with fast track. Um, now, whether or not Congress will oppose an agreement because it doesn't contain the right kinds of provisions in those regards, if they're negotiated without fast track, is up, you know, that's predicting the future. It's up for debate. Um, but certainly they will impose them with fast track. So you have a chance of avoiding those if you, if you avoid the fast track. Now, you could have a situation where Congress set up fast track and insisted on good negotiating objectives, insisted that the agreements not contain uh, extensive labor and environment obligations. Uh, and in, in fact, there were some um, Republicans in the late 90s that tried to do this uh, for President Clinton to do a fast track bill uh, that reined in the administration on those issues. Uh, and it didn't pass. Um, but nowadays, fast track, it's, it's, it's pretty certain that any fast track bill that comes through Congress now will contain uh, particularly stringent labor and environment requirements. Why didn't Barack Obama get fast track authority in his first two years in the White House? He had a majorities in the House and Senate of Democrats. Well, fast track, uh, the last time fast track expired was in 2007, right after Democrats took control of Congress. Uh, Barack Obama campaigned um, in opposition to NAFTA. Uh, he earned a lot of points with the unions during his campaign. Uh, trade was not something that was on his agenda in his first term. And his party is not uh, particularly interested in trade agreements. Uh, it's not something that even now Democrats are pushing for. Uh, Barack Obama is asking for trade promotion authority and it's the House Republicans that are supporting him in that endeavor. Uh, three quarters of House Democrats have already said that they oppose fast track. Um, so it's not an issue where the president's party is, is supporting him in, in this issue. You say it's Republicans supporting the president in getting fast track. Is that a calculation that it's simply better to have an agreement than no agreement? And does that weigh into your assessment of whether or not fast track uh, ought to continue? Now, I certainly think that this uh, very uh, timid way of trying to get fast track uh, doesn't speak well to its usefulness. Uh, right now, it seems like Congress is demanding that the president take fast track authority. Uh, if Congress is leading on trade on this issue, uh, then Congress isn't really the obstacle to getting the TPP completed. Uh, so. And yet, doing a fast track bill would impose a number of protectionist uh, priorities on the negotiations, making them worse, but not gaining anything in terms of congressional support because you still have the dynamic where Republicans are going to support the agreement, House Democrats are going to oppose it, uh, Senate Democrats are much more open to trade, uh, and so it, it, it looks pretty clear that the TPP will pass once the president gets around to completing it and submitting it to Congress. Bill Watson is a trade policy analyst at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.